Bleeding in the Dark is hosted by Pastor Barbara Green. She has a heart for the people as well as for the leaders. Pastor Barbara Green understands what it means to live in poverty. Her work in ministry, as charged by God, is to help his people, those that have fallen on hard times and just need a hand up. But then there are the leaders who have been charged just like her to uplift the people who are struggling. Pastor Barbara gets those calls that no one else knows about because the leaders have to be strong for the ones that they are leading, but they themselves are bleeding in the dark. That is why Pastor Barbara Green has named her new podcast, Bleeding in the Dark, to support leaders who are struggling with a new vision and a new platform that God has given Pastor Barbara. She hopes to support and encourage leaders who are leading in the spotlight by day and bleeding in the dark at night. Greetings to each and every one. I'm Pastor Barbara Green. I am the host of Bleeding in the Dark podcast. We all are aware of the challenging times we are in. There are so many emotional things going on right now. Not sure what's going to happen next. There is so much fear, depression, anxiety, and the list goes on and on. This is not only happening in one state or one city, but it is nationwide. But I am so excited to bring in such an amazing person whom I have known for a few years. I have been privileged to bring in a licensed professional counselor to share with us today. Her name is S. Candid Winfield, and she is a licensed professional counselor, LPC National Certified Counselor, Distant Credential Counselor, and has been in the field for over 20 years. She has a master's in clinical psychology and completed graduate work at Richmond University, formerly Psychological Studies Institute. At Richmond, she studied the integration of psychology and theology in working with families in crisis and stabilizing those families as they deal with issues of substance abuse, domestic violence, and sexual abuse. She's also a student working with couples addressing communication issues, infidelity, broken trust, and bring couples out of the destructive tit-for-tat cycle. Thank you, Candy, for taking out of your busy schedule to share the platform. I would like to turn it over to you now. Evening, Pastor Barbara, and thank you so much for inviting me to share on your program, Bleeding in the Dark, this evening. Being that we are in such a turbulent and unpredictable time, I think we're all looking for answers and ways to make sense of what is happening. We've actually never experienced anything like this in our lifetime, so we have no directions. No one to say, well, the last time this happened, we did this or we did that. So the immediate reaction by most was fear and panic. As jobs were lost, businesses closed, schools and universities shut down, these are circumstances that we have never experienced. So there was a reaction of panic because of the unknown. Some of these events are even traumatizing when you consider how in the course of two weeks, we went from living life as we know it to a whole new existence with no roadmap, no how-to, and no competent leadership. So fear indeed can take over. So for a few minutes, I would like to talk about conquering that fear and providing a roadmap for dealing with these turbulent times. As a licensed professional counselor, 
My training included a school of thought called cognitive behavioral therapy. As a Christian, I practice what I call God's cognitive behavioral therapy. The premise behind the theory in its simplest form is that you can change behavior by changing your thoughts, which is actually very consistent with the scripture in Proverbs 23, 7, which states, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For example, many people who are depressed, most of their thoughts come from a very dark, negative, doom and gloom place. On the other hand, people who experience anxiety, their thoughts come from a place of fear. Their thinking is like, oh my God, what if? I'm afraid. And that is constantly how their thought process works. I can say to the depressed person, it was a miracle. Jesus walked on water. And the depressed person, because of their thoughts, are rooted in negativity. And because they see through a lens of doom and gloom, their response is going to be, yeah, but he got his feet wet. The anxious person, on the other hand, responding from the lens of fear, will say, yeah, but what if he would have drowned? So they're not able to see the glory and the miracle in it. And until the depressed or anxious, anxious person changes the lens through which they are processing their thoughts, they will remain depressed and anxious. Let me give you another analogy. We've all put on a pair of tinted glasses and whether the lens is yellow or rose colored or just regular sunglasses, everything that you look at, you see it through that colored tint. So the point being in this pandemic, you have to be mindful where your thoughts are coming from and not allow them to come from this place of doom and gloom and negativity or a place of fear. It is not so much the event or a circumstance that is causing anxiety, but what we say to ourselves about that event or circumstance that is causing the anxiety. Let me repeat that because that's that's significant. It's not so much the event or the circumstance that's causing the anxiety or even the depression. It is what we say to ourselves about that event or circumstance that causes the depression or the anxiety. What we are saying to ourselves is what we believe about it. Now stay with me because what you believe determines your behavior. If you believe you are gonna run out of toilet paper, you will stand in long lines, fight, threaten, and even hoard toilet paper. And we have seen that. However, when you know whose you are, when you know who your source is, and what he has promised you, your perspective can be very different. So during this pandemic and time of being still and sheltered in place, we have to make sure we are asking ourselves the right questions and that our self-talk and our thoughts 
are coming from a godly perspective. We should come out of this pandemic knowing exactly what God has put in us to be and to do. So some of the questions and self-reflection and self-talk should be questions like this. What am I passionate about? What comes easy to me? What do I love doing? What are my spiritual gifts? What has God promised me? What has God told you to do that you have not started, finished, or you've been too afraid to move in? What has God said about you is in his word. So it's evident that during this lockdown, we need to be spending time seeking him and his ways for us. In seeking out your passion and your purpose, I want you to try this exercise. And this is a writing exercise. If you had no restrictions or limitations, if you had all the support you needed, you had the time, you had the money, you had the freedom, nothing was holding you back, what would you be doing? How would you serve? What would your kingdom assignment be? So we've got to spend time exploring and getting to that. Because when a fear is allowed to take over, it is because you are not operating from a place of faith. One can flounder being unaware of what God has put deep down inside of you to do. Your passion. During this time, don't become distracted from that, but instead focus on it with laser sharp focus. What he has said about you comes from his word and having a relationship with him. This downtime really allows for a deepened relationship which will bring awareness. This time of isolation and quarantine can pro provide you with that sharpened focus. So we can come out of this pandemic with a plan and a strategy that will not even allow distraction. Distraction opens the door to fear. So rather than come from a place of fear and panic, exercise your faith. Exercise your faith by knowing, discovering, seeking out, and becoming confident in what God has said, and more importantly, what God has said about you. So in God's cognitive behavioral therapy, our thoughts need to come from his word and be rooted and based in his word. There should always be a scripture marinating in your heart of a promise that you're standing on from the word. A scripture that gives you peace, understanding, comfort, and acceptance addressing whatever you're dealing with, even this pandemic. In God's cognitive behavioral therapy, he actually tells us what to think about. In Philippians 4 and 8, he tells us, think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are a, a good report. 
in Psalm, in the 103rd Psalms, verse 19, he is letting us know that he is in control of this pandemic, that it did not catch him by surprise, that he is still on the throne, and that he is sovereign. In 2 Chronicles 7.13, he tells us exactly what to do in a pandemic. That scripture reads, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence and plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. The instructions are in the scripture. In 2 Samuel, uh, first, it looks like I left off the uh, chapter. Uh, we learn of his characteristics towards us. In the 62nd Psalm, verse 8, he tells us what to trust in. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 29 through the 32nd verse, he tells us what we should not be speaking. And in 2 Peter, third chapter, ninth verse, he tells us that he is not slack concerning his promise. So whatever he has promised you, Whatever he has spoken over your life, through his word, he will perform. Our job is to exercise faith, to trust him, to deliver, to be patient, kind, and righteous, and Christ-like until the day of fulfillment. So one of the goals and priorities of this quarantine is to recognize that we need God to seek his face as we are living through something that we have never experienced before, it can be stressful. And as I mentioned earlier, there's no roadmap. So now I'd like to give you some tips on how to shelter in place without losing it, without turning on your family, without wanting to hurt someone, and how to keep your peace. Many of us are working from home, including myself. And as a result, you've had to become the teacher, the dietitian, the cook, the recreational therapist, the counselor, the nurse, all in the same day. And how about sometimes at the same time? Am I right? So this is a whole lot. So let's put some strategy to this, okay? So I want to leave you with 10 tips that you can begin to incorporate in your daily sheltering in place to help you move through this, uh, not be stressed out, not be overwhelmed, not turn, not become depressed, anxious, or uh, wanna just give up. First thing, set some expectations. Meet with your family to discuss your individual roles on how to make this situation work well for everyone. What is expected of everybody? For example, what does the work and school day look like while at home? When does the work and school day start and end? Can your children engage in social media activities during the day? 
Can you engage in social activities, social media activities during the day? What are the boundaries going to be around the work and school day? Number two, develop and keep a morning routine. Wake up at a reasonable time, brush your teeth, shower, get dressed, and eat something. Obviously, you don't have to dress in business attire, but changing out of what you slept in and freshening up creates a mental change and a shift that breaks the routine from the night before. Kind of prepares you to get started with the new day. Number three, schedule tasks for each day. Uh, I've realized that some of these days, they just start to run together. I have to think, now what day is this? And unless you are intentional, intentional about how you spend time, you can kind of get lost in the day. So treat your workday as a workday and let the weekends be special. Make sure that you're including your chores and your household tax, task and the duties that have to get done. Uh, in working from home, make sure that you include a lunch break and take it, especially if you're working with children and you might have to include multiple breaks. You may need uh, to try not to extend your workday by more than one or two hours because I find sometimes working from home, you can just always be working. So when it's time to leave the office, close the laptop, turn off the work phone, uh, and call it a day because it's easy to kind of just keep working, working, working. In terms of teleschooling, whether it's a college student, a grad student, or even uh, lower grades, stick to a set time for study and completing assignments. So again, have that structure, that routine, and that consistency, even at home. Try to schedule learning and study time for whatever part of the day that your child's mind works best. All children and even adults are, more, are not necessarily morning people. So maybe the first thing in the morning may not be school. Maybe it might be a fun activity to kind of move them into being prepared to focus and study. Uh, but again, don't overload yourself with too much work all in one day. Number four, if you're laid off or furloughed, uh, it's definitely important to keep a routine to stay motivated and be looking forward. Make sure you're scheduling time to look for work, applying for unemployment. Uh, if you are a business owner, make sure that you're taking advantage and applying for these SBA loans that have been made available. Number five, make sure you are being physically active. I have realized that doing uh, telehealth, where I'm sitting at the computer doing counseling sessions, that in between sessions, I don't even get up because the next client is waiting to be signed in. And so if I have four to five clients back to back, I have sat in one spot that entire time. Whereas in the office, when a session ended, I walked the client out and, and stood up did something, got them scheduled, and then came back to my office. But now I'm sitting constantly sometimes for three or four hours. So be physically active. Physical activity is important for everyone, uh, particularly the younger children and teens. 
when the family is working from home or going to virtual school, it's easy to kind of fall into the habit of just sitting there and not going out of the house and really neglecting physical activity. So encourage the children and yourself to go outside. Uh, if you don't have access to a yard, move around in the house. Uh, there are many exercises that you can do on your own. Uh, use your on-demand uh, programming on your television and go under health and fitness. And there are many in all types of exercising programming that you can do just from the television. Get fresh air, open your doors and windows. Fortunately for us, the weather is nice and we can do that. Up north yesterday, they had snow. So they're not necessarily able to do that. So get outside, go for a walk, uh, start a garden, plant some flowers, stain your deck, uh, do some, some of those home projects that you have been putting off and never had the time to do. Do something to better yourself. Uh, we've had little time because we've been in a rush, rush, go, 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 and God has caused us to sit still. So better yourself, learn a language. I want everybody that's listening, I want you to go to Google and Google Class Central, which is a site for free online classes. And they even have classes from Ivy League schools. Again, that's Class Central. Go to Google and find it. Uh, we have a lot more time now, so make sure that you're feeding your mind, your body, and your spirit, and take advantage of this time. Don't moan and groan and be disappointed uh, and, and depressed, but use this time wisely. Connect with others. Some people thrive with a lot of social interaction, and some don't. Uh, but it's important to know yourself and your needs. And you can connect with people still through Zoom, through FaceTime, through Skype, using your phone, texting. You can even write a letter. <laughs> I've actually set up a Zoom meeting tomorrow evening uh, with several of my friends so that we can, again, see and hear each other. Make sure you are keeping in touch with your parents and your friends and then use this time to reach out to siblings, nieces, nephews, and cousins who you don't even talk to often. If you don't have many people to connect with in your life, again, the World Wide Web has positive ways to connect with people through Facebook in terms of personal and professional, LinkedIn in terms of professional connections. So there are a lot of different groups and different ways to stay connected. And this is so important, and I've had to do this myself. Uh, typically, I am a news hound. I just sit and watch the news. I have learned during this pandemic, I cannot do that. And so my ninth tip is you have to limit your news intake, and particularly your children's intake. While we want to be informed, and we need to be informed, you can't meditate on it day and night because if that's the only information and the only thing coming in, you will get depressed. So find a reputable news station that you trust and choose which news broadcast you're going to watch or listen to and limit it to that. And finally, number 10, set some daily goals of how you're going to take care of yourself, 
and those in your household spiritually, mentally, and physically. Do not neglect self-care. And please follow social distancing and shelter in place rules until this pandemic is over. So hopefully these strategies will help you to stay well, to stay healthy, to stay safe, and to stay alive. My name is Candy Winfield of Suddenly Professional Counseling, and you can reach me at 678-532-9760. I am conducting virtual sessions, and you can follow me on Instagram at Suddenly. And thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to speaking with you again. Be blessed and stay safe. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining in on this episode. This was such an awesome, awesome episode. I would like to say, please listen to what she said today because I took in so much today here to just really to move forward in what I'm dealing with as well with this pandemic. So which I would like for you to stay tuned for the next episode. You can reach me at www.bleedingthedark.org. You can also purchase my book, we need to pray at www.bleedingindodark.org. You have been listening to Bleeding in the Dark podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you missed an episode or would like to share this episode with someone else, you can go to www.bleedingindodark.org.